0: Hello and welcome to the Saturday Night Song Podcast. He is Chris Marlar. I am Kira. Marlar, don't you know it? This is, okay, so this is unbelievable. We've made the joke in the past about how it feels like whenever we finish recording something big happens, and we're like, oh, of course. So today, in the first version of this podcast that we recorded, It was based on what the ACC has done with its conference schedule and coming out with a 10-game conference schedule that is going to be, it was left up to the SEC what was going to happen if there was going to be a plus one, but the non-conference games had to be played by teams within the state for non-conference play. Right. So we finished recording that podcast, I think it was 3.58.
1: Felt good, gave a good message of hope and inspiration to Georgia and Florida fans at the end of it. It was beautiful. Had like...
0: Forty minutes of good conversation, breaking down pros and cons, yeah. you know what the SEC could do, all that stuff, and then at four twelve, roughly less than fifteen minutes after we finish recording, see Ross Dellinger reports that the SEC is going to a ten-game conference-only schedule in twenty twenty, no non-conference games, all the all the traditional non-conference rivalries are not happening this year. We're not going to get LSU-Texas. We're not going to get Tennessee-Oklahoma. Ten games, all SEC. Season starting on September 26th. We're going to have conference championship for the SEC that's being played December 19th. Welcome to the new age of college football
1: in 2020. You just quote Imagine Dragons?
0: Oh God. Welcome to the new Oh newest. God. Um, oh.
1: Ugh, I yeah, that. I mean, like the last the last time I was like in a better mood. I felt like, you know, it was like a nice little fun uplifting uh I don't I don't want to say segment, but like yeah, entire forty minutes. But now I feel like remember that scene in Heavyweights where Nick yes. Cage or not Nick Cage, wow, Ben Stiller is like uh in the fake little jail they made and he was like, Nicholas, <laughs> I'm a beaten man. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. <laughs> um so yeah, I just uh I'm excited. This should be great. Um, and, like, as much as we know now, we still don't know. Right, we so don't So that'll know. be fun. So the speculation has been hilariously rampant, I'll say. Yes. Um, mainly from, and this is something we talked about like on the first episode or that you will never hear, yeah. is, uh, is that the speculation, especially from teams in the East, has been... Very funny to watch because cause there was the, the assumption and the rumor, and then Feinbaum said it and now has walked walked it back and said he was just speculating that people thought it was they're going to take the 2020, uh, one and 2020, no, 2021 and 2022 uh, cross-divisional games. So, like, for instance, uh, Florida was going to get Bama and A&M and Georgia was going to get uh, Mississippi State and Arkansas, yeah. which, if you've watched football ever, that's pretty <laughs> pretty different for those two teams. Um, we don't know if that's happening. And that,
0: I, and I however, would, it's been reported yeah. that that's not going to be the case. Right. Right. Ross Dellinger reported that he had originally been, uh, as you said, he was spitballing about the two additional games added to the schedule because, obviously, you got to have those conference games come from mm-hmm. somewhere, and how, how are we going to figure out what those games are? And he was spitballing that that could be a potential model. That, however, he is reporting is not going to happen. There was... Right. Some resistance, of course, from the ads. I can't imagine who would have some problems with that if, Stock, if Scott Strickland didn't raise his voice when that subject was brought oh my up. Oh god! Yeah, I would bet the farm on that, um, yep. and understandably so because it wasn't going to be equal across the board. Now, no. what's what's also being reported as of right now is that the SEC is going to keep its divisions. Unlike what the ACC did, it will keep its divisions. It's figuring out how these two games are going to be added. And there's Ross reported as well that it's going to be based on strength of schedule. And
1: right. if you're looking for a somewhat Would you subjective you love preseason play, strength of schedule?
0: <laughs> I don't like it for projecting how good a team should be to start the year. Yeah. But, you know, that's a different discussion for a different time. So here's the, here's what we know as of right now. This is a year unlike any other.
1: <laughs>
0: the schedule that we came to know—if you were an A and fan, fingers crossed for this favorable schedule—that could yeah. be all up in smoke for all we know. This this entire model is based. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, weird thought to think about it. You know, and that's another reason why you shouldn't just be ranking A&M number six in the country because right. you think they have a favorable schedule, Phil Steele. Well, they returned
1: 16 starters or something like that, something crazy. Uh,
0: Yeah, but seven minutes and 42 seconds of 300 minutes against top 15 <laughs> teams that they led. Yeah, whatever. Um, So at this point, this is the SEC, in a way, call it what you want. The SEC reacted to what the ACC did. Yeah point blank there's no other way around it to say look we found this out about the ACC on Wednesday on Thursday the SEC came out and announced this it didn't the SEC didn't have to react to what the Big 10 was doing because obviously right. they didn't have any non-conference games against Big 10 opponents so the SEC makes this announcement that they are going to this 10 game model where we won't have non-conference games and it's just everything that we have come to know and expect on a yearly basis, maybe yeah. with the exception of a few things, like it's being reported Florida and Georgia are still going to play in Jacksonville. And if yeah. we are still going to have divisions, then you're still going to see those division rivalries. We're still going to have Bama and LSU. But so much about what we come to expect of the college football season is going to be different.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be real different. And there's going to be... Man, I said this a couple weeks ago, that how you just hope that no matter what, there would be... Like, people would just be happy for a season. They wouldn't complain about it, but... It, it, that's, that's already gone. there. That's it's gone. Already there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, which I totally get it. It's one of the great things about the sport and about fans and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, if that did happen, I'd be pissed if I was Florida too. I'd be very pissed, especially if my rival that I bark at every single... Like, no pun intended. Every single day <laughs> on social media would be, you know, w- like, would have an exact opposite schedule. And, and that being said, I don't know if we... Maybe that is the the most fair way to do it. I mean it's not for teams specifically like Florida, but y- yeah, you're going to open yourself up to a lot of of conversation and criticism about why they chose this team for this one team and this opponent like blah blah blah. I tell you what I keep thinking about which is what cracks me up is all these fan bases are freaking out. Like, like I mean, not all these fan bases, but a lot of them are are kind of already starting to point the finger and be like, well, this isn't fair. How come this team does this and all this kind of stuff? It's gonna be ten games against the toughest conference in the in the country. It's gonna be hell either way. And it reminds me of like that James Franco meme of like the like first time. Like I, I just keep mm-hmm. thinking of Vandy. You know what I mean? Of just like, this is how Vandy feels every single year when they look at their schedule like <laughs> like like, bleed, like bleed what are well. we gonna do? Yeah. Can you? I mean, can you yeah. imagine
0: though being Derek Mason right now or Will Muschamp? <laughs> <No. laughs> you're going yeah, into this... a season where it looks like you're on the hot seat, and all of a sudden, you're, oh, you're like, oh crap, we're not gonna have those those cupcake games yeah. to be able to potentially get to six wins or something like that. And there are gonna be, it's inevitable in a year like this. There are gonna be a lot of programs that are gonna be lucky, lucky to get to three wins. And you know what? Yeah. I feel t- – imagine being right now, imagine being Arkansas or Mizzou. This, this is the most painful thing to think no. about for these – and for these fan bases, I, I can't yeah. – yeah, no, you don't want to imagine that. I know that. Yeah. But if you're Arkansas or Mizzou, you have a new head coach, and you have – you're coming off of a, of a year in which – You had obviously less time, you know, because of recruiting, all that stuff. And then the pandemic happens and you have this spring where you're supposed to be able to evaluate your players and stuff. Like these are two guys who have never coached power five teams before. That's why I didn't put Kiffin and Leach into this category. Two guys who've never coached power five teams before and they're left pretty much without a spring. They're going to get this evaluation period before the start of the season. And they're gonna be doing, you know, these extra walkthroughs and stuff like that. Yeah, All well and good. So all this happens. And then you get told, oh, you're not playing eight conference games. You're playing ten (laughs) conference games. That sucks. I feel bad for those teams. That's brutal.
1: I mean, it's definitely brutal. It, you know, what scares me the most is, and I've said this before. I was like, you know, and you've talked me down off this ledge a lot. But, like, I've never made any excuses. Like, I've tried to argue about the validity of Bama's scheduling as a Bama fan. I'm saying this strictly as a fan right here. Because I think it's overhyped and and blown out of proportion in a lot of years and, and they're not giving credit for some stuff. There's no way you can make that excuse or that argument for anybody. Not at all. It's impossible at enough. all this year. And I, and I, the reason I say that is because, but like. I think it's great to schedule these games. It's way more fun to watch and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the year, I just want my team playing in the national championship. Yeah. I don't care who how that goes or who they had to play to get there. Like if you, It's like Clemson fans. You know what I mean? in the same way. It's like you can sit here and chirp with my ear all day about how you didn't play anybody. Mm-hmm. But if my team's in the natty, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's you know kind of crappy from a competitive standpoint. But, but that's just honestly how I feel. Now, this year, what what is scary to think about from that standpoint, you've got teams that have a real chance at, at, like, several teams. You obviously have Bama and Georgia, which I think probably have the best two chances of getting to the national championship just the way they're built and and what we've heard for the most part around preseason magazines and all that kind of stuff. But then you have Florida. You have LSU as the defending national champion. You have Texas A&M with, again, all these hyped expectations. You have, you know, like, Kentucky's coming into a year where they have 16 returning starters. They, they are, like... One of the best defenses, one of the best offensive lines in the conference. All these things. Tennessee, a lot of hype around that program. What scares me is if if one of these teams, my team, whatever, gets to seven and 8 and zero, or they get to eight and one or something like that, and something with the pandemic happens, mm, and you and yeah. you have to miss a game, your offensive line, your quarterback, your your star running back, your receiver is out for a game because if something happens, that's what terrifies me about this season. Yeah. And it might, it hopefully doesn't happen because we don't want to see that happen to anybody, but it's just one of those extra variables that that will somehow possibly be a factor into this, this season that we've never seen before. We have different perspectives on this, obviously. We have different perspectives
0: yeah. as people who consume college football, even during the yeah. normal season. But in mm-hmm. this year especially, I realized that when this news was announced, there's, there's a positive spin to take for, at least for someone in my position, I understand that most people who are listening to this, obviously, mm-hmm. you you root for your specific team. I, you know, on, on the positive side of this, we're seeing 10 SEC games instead of yeah. eight. I like that. That's all well and good. I also like the fact that I think this is going to create a a competitiveness, and it's going to also prevent all these other conferences. You hear it every single year at Big Ten Media Days, complaining about the SEC having an easier path to the playoff, which no team team in a Power Five conference who has come from an eight-game conference schedule has missed the playoff. They've made it right. every single year. So, uh, every year. There's, there might be something to be said for that, considering that on the flip side, nine game conference schedule has only produced a playoff team 50% of the time during the yeah. playoff era. But here's what I like about this if the SEC in this weird year, which I think it's going to do, if the SEC puts a team in the playoff with all these things, it takes, and if it puts the team in the playoff, puts the team in the national championship, and dare I Say wins a national championship, that argument's gone forever. It's gone forever. And nobody can ever say, that. oh, yeah, the SEC makes it easy on itself, blah, blah, blah. Whoever yeah. comes out of the SEC this year is going to look like a team that went through a gauntlet. And you can't sit here and tell me that in this year where we have even fewer data points, that the selection right. committee is going to be like, yeah, you know what? The SEC winner, I don't know. I, I'm even talking myself right now into this reality where the SEC winner oh. could have two losses and he could still get in over a Pac-12 winner.
1: Without a doubt, what what are you like yeah, a one-loss what? Pac-12 winner compared right. to and, a two-loss SEC? Without completely yeah. agree, if that if, like there are yes, I I don't even know how if if Oregon goes ten and zero or something like that, sure or USC, I guess sure, but it's got to be a it's got to be a team ranked preseason in my opinion. It's got to be a team that nobody if the pac Pac-12 there you go <laughs> Pac-12 if the Pac-12 Somebody runs the table and 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 just survives that quote unquote. We're gonna question gauntlet. it all year. It's yeah, it, it doesn't that they are so far removed from from mattering into and like being a factor in into the uh cultural playoff that I, I'm not worried about them at all. I, I think the the big questions I have here are, are like the Big Ten and you say like the the has gone forever. One thing I've learned, especially from social media, is that that is not a real sentence because arguments will live for the rest of our lives no matter how great things are so but but the stuff with the sec and the in the big 10 especially and uh, you know we, we heard this from from uh adam kramer we heard it from from um sorry matt hayes about how you know the, the big 10 kind of tr- tried to force the hand of the sec because right. they're going to play conference only and all that kind of stuff and you could say it, it's all well and good but the fact that like you consider at the end of the season in the same way i just said i don't care who you guys played if my team's in the national championship that's how SEC fans feel about the Big Ten. Like, I—if you have it, why? If it's—if it ain't broke, don't fix it. For one, okay, for the eight-game conference schedule, it's working for the SEC. We don't care how you do things in the Big Ten. Totally fine. But also, the Big Ten always bragging about having a nine-game conference schedule at the end of the season. It's like, I don't know. It's like—it's like a kid who is in remedial classes and gets a 4.0, bragging to somebody who, like an AP student who got a 3.0. Like, yeah, like so what? Who are you playing? What kind of test are you taking? You trying to pronounce your R's or something like that? That's basically what a Northwestern game in October is. The SEC is going to benefit
0: from a lot of preseason momentum. And yeah. it's, it's not just... The thing, too, to remember is that it's not even just one division. There is a legitimate chance that you see eight teams from the SEC ranked to start the year. That sounds like an SEC home or take. Yeah. That eight team... SEC top twenty-five is dependent on Kentucky getting there because.
1: Are you talking about Phil Still magazine? Because mine was stolen out of the mail this week. I feel really bad that that happened. That sucks. It's unreal. That's unreal. <laughs> that's, that's the worst 2020.
0: year ever. It's twenty twenty. I think though that that's going to benefit the SEC, and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out who the best team is in a conference that, if you're not if you're not getting exposed in non-conference play, what's going to push you in that opposite direction to be like, oh yeah, the SEC, even if they're beating up on each other. It's still going to favor the conference that's won 10 of the last 14 national championships. It just yep. is. And that's yeah, I, I agree. With and that. that's a subconscious thing, whether or not and that might still frustrate people. But the reality of having everybody have this 10-game conference schedule is that it sort of allows us to get back to the place where it's like, look, we can just watch these teams on a weekly basis yeah. and try and understand. You know, not necessarily get hyped up about Cupcake Week or anything like that. Yeah, and it's all kind of stripped down. And I like the fact that this year we're talking about. You know, we we've talked about it before. If an SEC team can kind of just get get lucky, we would have been talking about that with AM this year. This year, we're going to see SEC teams play ten of the thirteen teams
1: possible in the conference.
0: That's a good thing. That's a yeah. good thing
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun for the fan, I think in the grand scheme of things. it I'm not and I'm not trying to like downplay this at all or, or try to be debbie downer. I, there's gonna be a, something that factors into this season and you can and honestly, it's the same with any sport in any league NBA, major league baseball, any kind of stuff. This is gonna be a season where we're gonna look back at like 10 years from now, 20 years from now bama fans 70 years from now where there will be some level of excuses made and you you will think like at some point in the season i wonder what could have happened if this didn't happen you yeah. know what i mean just because there, there are we've never seen anything like this it, it's it's just it's unprecedented and all that kind of stuff I, i'm excited I, i'm just i'm excited for football season i'm, I'm telling you right now and i, I don't want to get uh you know out here too early and, and make bold predictions all that kind of stuff but i will the way this whole year has been, the way the season's setting up, I, I mean, Auburn's going to lose to a team like South Carolina and then win the national championship. This is how this is how the season will go. Or Vandy. That's not
0: the craziest thing I've heard.
1: <laughs> I, no, I, but it is going to be fun, though. It is going to be a fun season. Just 10 SEC games?
0: <laughs> the other thing that um, is sort of lost in the shuffle when you, when you make a, a big unprecedented announcement like yeah. that is the fact that the, the SEC's not starting until September
1: 26th. That I don't like. So I I, I liked Barrett Salee's comment about this today on Bomb. I don't know if you saw it when he said, like, I don't understand why you're pushing the start date back. Because I, I, I don't want to, again, sound negative. Southerners have just proven that there's no chance that they're going to take this thing seriously, completely, as a whole, and really flatten this curve at any point. So if we start now and there's more time for... for you know, bi-weeks you can implement. I would, I would rather like have that model, but go ahead.
0: What I think it's allowing the SEC to do is to observe, is to observe how these other power five conferences are Mm going to go about this and be able to react in the best way possible so that they don't all of a sudden find themselves on their heels and, and, and trying to come up with something. The whole reason that sports shut down back in March was because we're like, crap, we don't have plans for any of this stuff. Nobody's right. prepared for this at all. We thought we'd be able to do this with just having no fans, and then we realized, oh, we can't do that either. We don't have testing protocols in place. So by virtue of being the last <laughs> conference to start, yeah, that sort of allows the SEC to look around, as Greg Sankey has maintained he wants to be able to do, to look at the pro leagues. What are they doing here? What are mm-hmm. they doing there? While the college model is still different, we're, we're looking at a situation where the Big 12... With Oklahoma and Missouri State is scheduled to play August twenty eighth. That's four weeks earlier than when the SEC is supposed to start. This is going to be weird on a variety
1: of levels. The ACC is supposed to be starting the week after Labor Day. So that's so that's what I was just trying to look up to make sure because I was like, isn't the ACC starting like a month prior? uh, So then we are having Cupcake Week. Then we are having Cupcake Week (laughs) when the ACC starts. That's good to know because I want to make sure we still have that. yeah, so that part is interesting because I tell you what, and I, I will I will let the fan that come out of me r- again right now. Let it out. If the effing SEC, if some team from the SEC and especially if it's my team goes nine and 10 and zero, or whatever, gets into a national championship game, and you've got Clemson sitting here with like a sixty day or a forty day break to prepare because their season's over earlier, I'm gonna lose my effing mind. But that, that is just me overreacting to things.
0: Here's the other thing too, like the Rose Bowl is scheduled for January first, and the SEC Championship right. is December eighteenth. Yeah. For, uh, for all those who hate that nineteenth, uh, for all those who hate that that big layoff. Yeah, it it doesn't look like it's going to be there now. I even you know, so the bowl week is done. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's that's done. I'm saying that it's it's yeah. going to be adjusted. I talked to Gary Stokin yeah. last week about this, and by the way. One of the, the, the byproducts of this that, that's just kind of a bummer is yeah, the fact that, that, that our guy, Gary Sokan was supposed to host three games this year for the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Talk about the, um, uh, the economic impact, $100, $100 million economic impact in the city of Atlanta. And that's not going to happen this year with these no non-conference schedules and that's a bummer because they were really looking forward to being able to have three games this year in Atlanta. It would have been really cool to see that. But one of the things that, that I wanted to talk to him we about. Would have,
1: I mean, like, yeah, we would have been in the press box. We would have I had, had so many effing Chick-fil-A sandwiches.
0: At least six. So. Over under seven <laughs> and a half.
1: For each game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for each game. But one of the things that, that he mentioned was, look, the bowl games, they're going to be very flexible. They, they are at the mercy of what these leagues are going to do, yeah. And if they need to push stuff back, yeah. I mean, they'll be flexible and they'll, they're 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 going to be willing to to work with that and not just be like, hey, we have to have this game played on December twenty second, and if we don't, yeah, it voids the contract. Like, don't don't
1: hear about December twenty seventh. You ain't welcome in Shreveport. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to hear any of that. Like, I, like I I agree with that maybe more so than anything because it's it's like what you just said about Atlanta. Atlanta is going to be fine in the grand scheme of things without a hundred hundred million dollar a yeah, hundred million dollar i mean atlanta will survive that it'll suck it's awful i mean and that's i mean like just it's it's i love that part that part of year and the time in the city and how exciting it is all this different stuff it, anyway but like atlanta will be fine places like shreveport places like i mean i mean memphis will still be fine it's, but like you know what i'm trying to say like these smaller areas um, especially for bowl games that really depend on a lot of that money that they will, they will have to figure out a way to, to try and, you know, save anything they can by the end of the year. I yeah.
0: Think. They, they want to make these things happen you know, yeah. the, the college bowl association, they have been very adamant about being mm-hmm. willing to even have bowl games in the spring. If, if that's yep. what needs to happen. And I don't necessarily think we're going down that road per, yep. per se, but that's that's something just to, to keep in mind, and I wouldn't say like you know an entire week of bowl games are just going to be wiped out because yeah. of the later regular season.
1: I ho- I hope they do that because that'll feel like a, like a an alarm I set in my phone when I was drunk or something like that, and it's just like all of a sudden like in March it's like oh we got the in Weed Eater Bowl like that's okay <laughs> that's that's good I knew that.
0: <laughs> no, we'll take that we'll take that all day. This is uh, this is strange this is strange I still don't fully know how to process all of this, I think win yep. percentage is going to become a really big thing. You know what's going to be annoying is, so you know how we're like, hey, uh, you know, for example, a program like LSU. LSU has had mm-hmm. nothing but eight win seasons in the 21st century.
1: Oh, that sucks. This, that, well, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves because I don't want to piss off any LSU fans. That does suck. It's going to make if, everything if all awkward. And then, you know, because
0: yeah. we, we like to be able to talk about streaks and, Right, the whole oh this team's one X. Oh my god! Of games. Every graphic
1: I'm gonna make is gonna have to have an asterisk in it with something in the bottom or asterisk. I can't say that word. I guess it's a tough word. Uh, it's a tough word. Yeah, why did I? have never messed that word up in my life. What just happened? Asterisk. As- asteroid. Asteroid. <laughs> asteroid. Yeah, that is that that does suck. I just um, I don't know, I man. It, it's gonna be really interesting too because you're gonna see stuff where, obviously, the rivalry games are gonna matter. You know a little bit more yeah but these end of the year things like like south cal you know it's just weird for teams like like bama plays the iron bowl at the end of the season if, if you're a team like georgia and i am trying to let me look at their schedule real quick before they have set up um maybe a better example is florida so like florida right now their last sec game would be against missouri yeah georgia's last sec game would be against kentucky which I, and
0: that, I don't that, know how realistic that is, given what what still needs to yeah. be added to the schedule. So that's all tentatively speaking, of course.
1: Def- definitely, but it would just be such a weird feeling to the end of the season, where it's like, oh man, like the big finale of these rivalry games, and if they're if you're just you know if they're just not there, there's just a weird, you know, unfinished feeling to it. You know what it's kind of like
0: two thousand one. Different set of circumstances here. Florida State, Tennessee, the it just meant more game that we did where that Florida, game Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, where the, Florida tennessees played in the first weekend of December. I and mean, it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, this is weird. And it was, of course, Spurrier's yeah. last game in the swamp as Florida's head coach. But there's gonna be a lot of moments, I think, this year that sort of feel like that. And that'll be weirder for you than it will be for me, probably. Yeah and for a lot of people listening. But just embrace the weird, I guess, is the only thing I can really say. Yeah, Bill at this Walton, point. this whole thing.
1: I think you know what I'm. I I was thinking about this don't today do when I was driving. Kids. Don't do mushrooms. Don't do mushrooms. yeah. Don't do mushrooms. Um, there's so many other safer drugs, guys. Uh, I'm kidding. So there's. Uh, this I was thinking about this today when I was driving. This um, this whole situation with like how the season's gonna happen. I need I need an SEC shorts sketch of of SEC fans inside their brain just just going through the file cabinets of pre existing like excuses that they've already got and just a Rolodex of things to say for why their team ends up going like seven and three or five and five or whatever. Cause it's, I mean, it's, there's just, this is going to be a mess, but it's, you know, not to quote, to quote Rascal flats, but it's gonna be a beautiful mess. Is that Rascal flats or is that diamond Rio? Oh, uh, it is Rascal flats. It is Rascal flats. You're right on that. No, you're right on that. Well, I think you are. Okay, I'm pretty I'll sure. Double check. I'm pretty sure. But I mean, yeah. Either way, like I, I'm, I'm just excited. We're gonna have a football season on. Like, hopefully, if this all gets wiped away, I would be really pissed because we recorded two podcasts just <laughs> <the Titanic>. Seriously,
0: <laughs> I'm excited for playoff arguments that are going to be all over the place throughout the year. They're going to be all over the place. It's going to be great.
1: So the like the Pac-12 really, though, like, real. Just speaking to that, like the there's no way the ACC getting two teams in. There's no like you could you could pretty much mark down right now in my opinion. You're gonna have SEC for sure get one, yeah, right. Um, maybe the Big Ten. I I could easily see the Pac-12 it, unless Oregon goes undefeated, is done. Uh, it's just, like the whole the whole comp- like you might as well just have Oregon and USC play each other, best of best of I don't know, like best of five or best of seven, whatever that could be your whole season. And you play the big 12 champion. And then whoever wins that, (laughs) excuse my language, you get to get in the playoff. But the rest of us, like the big boys will be playing over here for the rest of the season.
0: Pac-12 is going to get treated like a group of five conferences here. That's, that's what it's going to feel like. They should, it's going to be like run the table and look really, really good doing so. Because when you have won, you as a conference have won a playoff game and you haven't been to a playoff since 2016, Washington, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not great, man. Like, that's not great. That's no. not exactly going to help you win over the selection committee. Now, right. who knows if this year is going to happen in this current format, if we're not going to have games canceled, all those different things. This is so fluid. We're, we could be talking about different scheduling things in two weeks from now. It doesn't feel like anything is really set in stone. Yeah. This at least feels more like a plan than mm-hmm. anything that we have seen so far because it took a month. It took a month yeah. for the SEC to, to respond to what was a very surprising announcement from the Big Ten, something that sent sort of shockwaves through the entire college football community. Yeah. And it wasn't to say that, oh, well, this is the first time we realized that this is different, but a conference going rogue like that, now the SEC yeah. at least is able to sort of rally behind this and understand what this year is going to look like what needs to happen if if there's buy there's going to be bye weeks that are put in there there's going to be a mm-hmm. bye week before the SEC championship there's going to be a mid season bye week as well
1: it's it's wild it's wild Um yeah it's gonna be, I mean it, it'll be fun but it, like but at least there's a plan like you said that makes you feel a lot better than any other part that we've we've seen in in I don't know recent memory at least but uh, and and what's his name is uh, Sankey's on here right now. Um Talking about the the schedule, but yeah, I mean, like I I'm excited for that at least, and, and I'm glad there's there's something in place. And you know what? At the end of the year, at the end end of the the day, I guess right now, if you don't start wearing some effing masks, I'm, Uncle Chris is going to come to your house and put it on you physically. Um, and you know, and outside of that, like at least we get football. That's that's the real important thing. Skims nope. Give us football.
0: Give us. Give us campuses figuring out the the best possible way to, to do this in a way that's not yeah. putting you know people in harm's way or anything like that. So, um,
1: yeah, I want to get some pizza. That was good. Ooh. Oh, you know what? I'll say the the nice. W- Actually, no, I won't. I, you know the nice messages from before. Now you're just getting bad cop, bad cops like that scene from the other guys. Oh, you want to talk to me?
0: I was gonna watch that movie a few weeks ago and then I stopped about ten minutes in and do something else and i just remembered now that Have I you didn't never watched get... it? No, I've seen it before. I've seen it before. But I haven't okay. seen it in ten years. And you don't wanna yeah. when you haven't seen a comedy for a long time, you should definitely rewatch it at a different <laughs> yeah. phase of your life to decide if it's <laughs> yeah. funny. That's one of those movies.
1: It was like there's just so many little parts of that movie that are so great when he like and he's like, Oh, I always get little river band on. But that that scene in the very beginning when he's talking about uh what do you call it? The the tuna. And he's like, now you've, you've tried to bring a, a male lion, a grown male lion, walking into our waters, 800-pound tuna fish? I don't think so. You lose that. You lose that every day. Nine times out of ten. It's fantastic.
0: If we have to start reviewing movies on here instead of talking about college football. We're not I mean, going to grant anything. Speaking grit. of,
1: I'll throw this out there. Uh, I'll post about it on Facebook tomorrow, but I'm going to do a comedy thing tomorrow. It's a Zoom comedy show, which I cannot tell you how, un- like just the lack of excitement for me hearing that is unparalleled. However, it is going to be fun because it's a roast. which means I get to make fun of stuff, and it's over Twilight. So I got to go watch Twilight tonight, but join us on Facebook tomorrow, and I make fun of vampires and stuff.
0: That's going to be great. So by tomorrow, you mean Friday, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So join us on Friday. Pastor Patty Sue will be in the house because she loves those movies for some reason. It's really weird. It's a Pastor idea. Patty Sue doing well? Yeah, she's doing great. I appreciate everyone that asked. She's uh she's back to normal. She's making her videos again. Good. She actually I should have this is pretty cool. She got nominated for bishop. Um, which is like one step below like Pastor Patty Sue was on her way to becoming like Pope Patty Sue, I think, pretty soon, which is pretty cool. Um, wow. but she did not win the election. She was uh i mean, honestly I was shocked that a female pastor in the state of South Carolina did not win that election, but it's uh, it's it was cool that she was nominated, so
0: We like hearing good news, though, about Pastor Patty Sue. Very, very good to hear that. Our plans changed a little bit this week. We had originally planned on coming out with it. It just meant more. It has not been uh, our best week for technology. We'll just say that. So the plan is for that to come out next week. We're still going to have more content next week moving forward, but we will be going to two podcasts a week starting well, I guess this past week was the first of yeah. that, and this week is still also just two podcasts as well. But fortunately for us, we were able to catch up with our good buddy Jay Woody. and We were able yeah. to record Stump Marlar. and I'll be honest, it got a little bit interesting <laughs> at the end. Um, but nonetheless, we had the return of Stump Marlar. We did it. So let's go to that. The people wanted it, and now they have it. The long-awaited return of Stump Marlar is here. We have Yay. our buddy Jay Woody in the house. Jay Woody, how goes it, sir? Going
2: well, pretty good, man. You uh, you guys got me during lunch today, so I'm showing dedication because a fat man put down his street taco and uh, came out here and talked to you guys. And also, this is my first time with an audience because my wife and my daughter are looking at me while I'm doing this, so no nerves at all. Ooh, no pressure.
1: Put, put no. them on, They're, they seem a lot more fun than you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm I just tell kidding. everybody if you know my wife you know the better half of our marriage I can promise you
1: I see her in some of the memes you post and it cracks. she cracks me up man she's, she's funny <laughs> well
0: the goal today is to be able to ca- try and capitalize on Marlar's rust I think that's what we're going to try and do Marlar did not exactly exude
1: confidence this week I'll leave it at that so I am I just, optimistic. It's not me. It's whatever BS recording system we have set up at my house, and I, that is all I'll say. I am very confident in my knowledge of SEC football. Let's go. You guys want to start talking <laughs> already? Let's let's do this. I'm fired up now.
2: Beep, beep, it will. beep that will. Beep that will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Let's start. Number 1 here. This is from John Deekman and I had to revise the answer to this question. So, if John, if you're if you're listening, which I know you are, I apologize. I had to tweak one little thing here. In the 2019 season, only two SEC starting running backs who are coming back did not record a receiving touchdown. Who are those players?
1: Oh. So they have you to guys be a are returning starters. You guys are talking about this off air, so now that... that, Okay, so I know it's not Booby Whitlow then. Um, That is the one that I got rid of. Just
0: because I think the way the question was phrased was a little bit confusing in that regard. So we're just going to include the returning running backs. Booby Whitlow is obviously in the transfer portal. So there are two guys who are coming back. They were starting running backs last year. Did not
1: have a receiving touchdown. So Najee didn't have one going into last season. Uh, and then had like a thousand last year. Um, I think he had eight or something like that. Just so I could get my my little Bama stuff in. Um, Larry Roundtree is definitely one of them. Who the other one be? I don't know if this is right. I don't know if this is this is this answer is correct. Cause I I think I have two in mind after looking up stats. I think. I'm I'm like 98% confident Isaiah Spiller did not have a receiving TD last year, but I don't think he is in this like the category you guys are saying. I think the other one is uh who was it? I looked this up like 3 weeks ago with the running backs. Raheem Boyd. Okay, so I'm going to give you a correct on that
0: because you named the two that were supposed to be named here and you actually included Larry Rountree who did not have a receiving touchdown last year, although in, in John's defense, that's a little bit murky because he and Tyler Beatty were in yeah. a bit of a split role, well, so Mizzou's kind of tough.
1: Can someone look up the Isaiah Spiller thing? Because I'm pretty sure Mon didn't have a, a, a touchdown pass to running backs. And yes, no, you are correct. As, okay, because Speller Spiller doesn't – Which how do you not throw a touchdown to a running back? I don't get that. Like also
0: Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo Fisher offense. We'll, we'll just talk to that. Um, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you correct for that. Cause you, you worked your way through that and Spiller and Boyd were the What do you, mean, two what do you mean you're going to
1: give me correct for that? Like it's like, you're, it's a like gift. I got all <laughs> I and, and extra ones. It correct. Comes. What are you talking about right now? All right. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. All right. We're going to go number two from our guy, Mickey Sheremy. He wants to know Vanderbilt does not have a winning record against any sec opponents. However, they are tied <laughs> with one sec school Name tied.
1: that school. Yes, they're tied. This is amazing. With one SEC school, amazing timing because I literally just got done doing a deep dive on all the stuff with with coaching records and with teams, stuff like that. The team stuff should be coming out next week, and their longest wins. So, uh, fun fact: Did you know that Vanderbilt has more all-time wins against Alabama than uh, than Mississippi State does? Doesn't
0: sound That's, like an answer to my question. That I'm just letting you fun. know. It's they, they played in
1: like 21 <laughs> less games. The answer is Auburn. That's amazing. Okay, that is. Are you you going to let me have that one correct, too, Connor? Unfortunately, that is correct. They are (laughs) 21-21.
0: 21, 21, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Andy Goins wants to know, what two quarterbacks went to the same high school and then played at the same college and both won national championships?
1: Oh. Went to the same... I'll repeat it. I feel what, like it's South court. Lake Carroll in Texas, and I know McElroy went there. Uh, can I get a hint? Like God. how recent are these national championships? They're within the decade. They're within the decade.
2: That's your only hint. No other hint. Wow, that's cold. I had I had one more hint for you, but it, it would have probably Yeah, give it to Jay.
0: No, Jay, Jay, don't, 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 don't,
1: don't. <laughs> um... Hmm. I f- they went to the same high school and played for the same college and they went the- they won na- so they won national championships. So they had to be from the same ten. Nine, no, no, don't start with me. Hold on. Eight, this is no. Um six, let me see this is In no. the same decade. So it has to be Bama Four, or It's not three, I don't know. I don't know. It's not helping you're counting down like an A hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the correct answer is A.J. McCarron and Jay Coker, who both went to St. Paul's in Mobile. Oh, God. So God. we couldn't give you the hint that Jay wanted, which was they went to Bama because you would have gotten it.
1: Did Jacob Coker transfer into St. Paul, though? That doesn't – that shouldn't count.
0: Everybody eh, went
1: there. <laughs> oh, <parents>? my God. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Number four wow. from Michael Toscano. He wants to know – well – Yes. Eight SEC teams have lost New Year's Six slash BCS Bowl games, not including national championships. Name those teams.
1: So does this mean...
0: You don't need the year. You don't need the year. Just name the teams. No, no, but is it
1: like, is it, is it, like, can it be, it's eight different teams, like eight different programs, or is it like... Correct. Okay.
0: Eight different programs. Eight eight different Um, teams. That
1: have lost, let's start first and foremost with Georgia, uh, who made Texas be back um bama several times utah and oklahoma uh la 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 arkansas lost to ohio state three. Ole miss, <laughs> Ole miss at ccu it was like 42 to nothing um so that's four didn't georgia tech beat mississippi state in the orange bowl that's five that is um, five that's
0: these are all correct so far
1: florida lost louisville in the sugar bowl that's six Tennessee, pfft, I'm just kidding. Tennessee hasn't been to a bowl game like that. Um, let's see here. Not A&M because they're never well, – no, because no, a beat Oklahoma. Uh, BCS Games. did they, And they had to be in the SEC at the time, right? So it's not like Mizzou 2007 or something crazy? Correct, correct. There's one okay.
0: obvious okay. one and then one that I think you're just not going to get. One obvious in
2: one and one that I'm not going to get?
0: or BCS. Yes, yes. One obvious one, one I don't think you will get, based on the way
1: this has gone so far. Um, South Carolina hasn't been in a BCS Bowl. Kentucky hasn't. Vanderbilt hasn't. La, uh, la, la, la. So it's got to be LSU. Does it? Yeah. I don't hold on. I don't know. Hold I already got Ole Miss, Mississippi Oh, Auburn lost to um, Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl. So that's seven. And yes, okay. That, okay, and so then I thought you were
0: gonna say the UCF one, but yeah, that's fine.
1: Well, that's all. Yeah, that was also a catastrophe. That was amazing. Um, yep. Okay, so that's seven, and then there's gotta be one more. So it's it from the West. Who do we even have left? It would be. Let me look at my schedule here. I don't think Tennessee was in one of those one of those games. So it's gotta be. It's got to be LSU. That is incorrect.
0: It is what? Tennessee. When did
1: Tennessee, Tennessee go to a BCS <laughs> bowl? Tennessee Tennessee lost. Oh, the uh, when bowl. they won the the SEC championship or whatever.
0: They lost the Fiesta Bowl in '99. Okay, to Nebraska. That is uh, yeah. that is the one that is unfortunately for Marler that that qualifies as a mostly correct but not quite fully you guys correct are so answer.
1: F- Effing lame with this game sometimes. Like it's like I just named seven <laughs> out of eight and could have gotten multiple years in all of them. And you guys like, you you know what? This nope. is like turning you into missed. Dan Wolken of of games you when I go him. seven wow. of eight correct and you want to rain on my parade. That's one of the most impressive things I've ever done. So keep going. Next question, Jay.
0: One yeah. for Math- three. <laughs> Matthew Cedro wants to know during oh. the 2011 season how many times did Alabama's historically stout defense hold another team to under 100 passing yards? So how many instances did that happen?
1: How many instances? Like, so out of total games? I think they played yes. in 13 total games, right? Oh, I know this. Um, oh, this is a good one. Over, a, over a, under 100 passing yards? It was... Under 100 passing yards. Oh, I know they, I know LSU didn't have over 100 passing yards in that national title game. Um, <laughs> la la la. I, I looked at this like two weeks ago. Uh... Just reminiscing. I know, is Georgia Southern didn't because they had all three hundred twenty-three rushing yards. I don't think Auburn did because that was they were awful. Like they were like real bad. Um, it, but it's like a bigger number. It's like near half. It's like it. It can't be over half. It's a five or six. I'm gonna go six. Gosh, you are such a loser.
0: Because I got another are... one right. Is that
1: wrong? Is that why?
0: Cuz you guessed and got it.
2: I, didn't, I looked this gonna, up like gonna, three weeks ago. I talked about the 2011
1: one. defense like once every podcast. Wow, you, go. all
2: right. we're gonna let you have that one.
1: You don't, mean, you don't know how many exact yards they had that LSU had in the national <laughs> championship game? They had 91, I'll remember that forever. They had, and Georgia Southern had 323 rushing yards exact.
2: Jay, take it away. Are they, are they the ones who ran through us like a crap? Yeah, a like, like 10, whatever. through a ten yeah. horn? Yeah, well, you gotta bleep, bleep it again gotta believe it again yep (laughs) hey i'm gonna need some help checking this off mr connor so help me out with it because i'm I'm on a phone when i'm doing this all right here's the one you know where we just kind of give you one where you got to name like 10 things as quickly as possible so name the top 10 quarterbacks in sec history based strictly upon passing yards
1: we we do this like every couple weeks
2: uh this is the top 10 so top
1: 10 yards
2: yeah we haven't done this
1: exact one aaron murray Drew Locke, David Green, Chris Leak, Eric Zires up there, uh, Peyton's up there. How many is that? Five, that's six. That's that's six. six. That's six. That's six. It's, it's all. It's four-year starters for the most part, right? Um, it's all. Lorenzen's up there. Was Tim Couch up there? I don't think he was. He's only a two-year starter. So that's six four-year starters. 4 year starters. Uh, Werfel's up there. Seven. Yep um it's eight. la 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 i know this we, we've done this answer we've done this answer before i eli manning is <laughs> up there he at Ole miss and what was the other one it's not oh, jesus christ i like it's somebody from tennessee and this is going to be a guest connor so get excited for it i'm just going to guess a Clawson.
2: Oh, my God. You got it. And, uh, Is that right? Not, I was not you guys... give you credit for any of the questions. But, yeah, you got all of them. <laughs> Good. And, and we hate you.
1: <laughs> That's fair. I hate myself. That's fine. All right.
2: Number seven. Oh, my gosh. See, so you're, you're making me use the depressed voice now. Number seven from Tucker Medlin. In the 2010s, there have been two players ranked number one coming out of high school that have also gone number one overall in the draft. Name them. That's not true. I, I'm, that's not we're true. Basing
1: this, we're basing
0: this. We're basing this. Yeah, that's we're not, basing that's this on this the there's one,
1: and it was Jadevi and Clowney. There's not none of the other ones did.
2: There, there's two because there's two main uh, no. There's recruiting not recruiting sources. <laughs> there's there's is definitely true? not. I could, like,
1: because who I'll are the like? AJ, uh, James Jameis Winston wasn't wasn't the number one overall player. You know, Joe Burrow wasn't because we had to hear about that nonstop. Um, yeah, that's you know not what? true. That you know what, Marler,
0: Marler is correct, and I'm going to give him the answer on this one. We go by the consensus 24-7 sports rankings. Yeah. Miles Garrett is the one that was listed as an answer, but that is an incorrect answer because he was the number two overall, and Leonard Fournette was the number one overall recruit in that class. So, Marler, you get now, full credit for that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm tip of the cap. I'll, I'll was... give you
2: full credit, but I, I, if Tucker is listening, i got to give him some props. So he actually worded a question... And, and like, one of them was you had to guess which one was number one according to one recruiting service, and one was to another recruiting service. And I didn't think that was fair. And so I combined them. And so he's probably – he assumed that uh, you would know the recruiting service. All right, number eight.
1: Sorry, No, I did. Let's let's be be clear about that. I I definitely did know the answer, um, the correct one. So (laughs) let's
2: just – next question. I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit (laughs) for it. Number eight. (laughs) Carter Logan and Tucker Medlin both had a very similar question. So, in that same time period, there's only been one player ranks number one out of high school oh, I and then went one. completely undrafted. Name him.
1: Trenton Thompson from from uh, Georgia. Uh, first first time that's ever happened too, like
2: ever. Mm-hmm. I went and looked him up. He is uh he the, the last I saw he was still playing Canadian football. He'll His uh, a uh, godmother used to go come into now?
1: the Omni a lot when I, when I bartended there. And then I remember – I'll never forget this. When I went to the Georgia-Bama game in 2015, a buddy of mine, Philip Joyner, whose family was faculty, so he got me tickets and all that kind of stuff, ended up as soon as Eddie Jackson had that pick six to, to go up 24-3, he told me he was going to the bathroom and then left and just left me there by myself and, and, and left the entire stadium. <laughs> um, but the night before, <laughs> I remember getting a text from him saying – tomorrow's the day that the world knows the name Trent Thompson. And I was like, (laughs) okay, here we go. That did not happen. Anyway, moving on.
2: I had to look him up, so the world does not know that name, apparently. Number nine from Ryan Ware. Uh, SEC teams have played rematches in bowl games twice. Who were the teams involved and who won? I,
1: I I can't hear you.
2: You can't hear me at all
1: okay now i got you okay go ahead say it one more time
2: okay man i'm sorry dude i don't know what happened sec teams have played rematches in bowl games twice who were the teams involved and who won uh
1: bama lsu and um florida florida state
2: man i'm going to get half credit because one of those is incorrect sir what
1: how's that wrong
0: because it's it's SEC teams that have played in rematches. SEC
2: place. teams that have played rematches. So Florida State is not an SEC team. Oh, you it's, may not know they, they, they got to both, both be SEC, SEC teams? Oh, hold
1: on then, hold on. They, they got to both
2: be SEC no, no, teams? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm
1: sorry. Can, you're, I can hear, like, every other word you guys are saying. So I don't, like, sure. All right, All right whatever. Give me half credit. Moving on.
2: Go ahead. That's no, a bigger win for you SEC guys I'll
1: than you it is So we'll just, that's I'll me. give you one more chance. I'll give you one more chance. Go ahead. Um... SEC teams and bowl games. Uh, I, like, w- way back in the day, Ole Miss and LSU played in the Sugar Bowl in, like, 1959.
2: This is why I don't give you a second chance. Do I get credit for that? So you, you a-holes? That's no, what I 1960, thought. Moving on. It was 1960. Is it 1960 or 1962? 1960, and you said 59, so you missed the question. I'll give myself right. a round of applause for that. Hey, uh, just incidentally, both games were in New Orleans. Both times LSU won the first game and lost the second game. And both times the second game score was 21 to nothing. Just kind of a weird thing.
0: Okay, number 10, Marler. Do you want to know the answer for who holds the SEC record for most solo tackles in their career? Yes. Okay. Wesley Woodyard had 227 (laughs) tackles. At Kentucky, there from 05 to 07. You were gonna say that, right? That's it. Maybe indeed. I don't. I don't solo think that's, tackles. That's right. Solo tackles. Oh, okay. It is right. I looked. I made sure. I looked that one. Was that? Up. Is that? Hold, hold on. Is tackles. that
1: only? Is that of all time, or is that like like all from time. like? I don't think that's accurate at all. I'm, I'm like there's two you're talking 227 total tackles in and solo
0: entire tackles so I heard tackles. what you said
1: I'm just saying I, I doubt that's correct if we got it on sports reference or whatever that site is, I looked, do, from, I looked o- it up on okay, sports reference I looked it up that's only from 2005 I I, I understand it's, that those stats are only from 2005 on so let's just change the name of the 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 question all
0: right fair enough Fair. those sets are from before 2005. I mean, they
2: have like Tim They're Couch not. and
0: stuff. I'll, they have okay. I mean, they have Tim Couch and those guys in there as well, hey, but. Mommy
2: Mommy and Daddy are fighting. This is making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. We'll give Marler 8 out of 10. Um we'll call it, we'll call it a day. Very solid round. Whatever. Impressive. You were pretty good, I guess. Oh,
1: hold on. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to type this in real quick. Yeah, thank you guys. This was this was lovely. And we'll talk about the Wesley Woodyard thing uh, off air because I have breaking news in the development of that that whole thing.
0: <laughs> sure, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Uh, on SportsReference.com, it says solo tackles since 2005. So
0: there you go. I know, but you were saying—I thought you were saying all 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 stats in SportsReference were just from
1: 2005 back. No. Okay, this is good though. Eight out of ten. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I let you down. <sighs> all right. <laughs> On that fine note, Jay,
0: can you give us a send-off? Yeah, when it comes to martyr losing, it
1: might lose too much. There you go. <laughs> I'll have to for guys soon. <laughs>